Welcome back to the Rediscover the 80s podcast and another episode of Rankum, the show that counts down your favorites from the 1980s. I am your host, Jason Gross, and I'm proud to welcome back to the podcast a guest who I usually bring in to talk about movies, but uh, we get to hear him chat about something else for once. He is Chad E. Young of the Horror Movie Barbecue. Hello, Chad. Well, hello. Oh, wait, no, that's Corey Chapman. Sorry. Hello. How are you, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing fine, brother. How you been? I I have been doing pretty good. Can't complain. Can't complain. That's even though this though. video is making my my double chins look huge, uh, that's okay. Oh, I'm yeah. doing okay though. <laughs> we we can compare if we want to for a little bit here. <laughs> sure. If you're listening to the podcast, I think you're going to want to go over to YouTube, not just for the uh, double chin action, but <laughs> we're going to have some fun stuff tonight. Um, Chad reached out about the topic for tonight's episode, which is our favorite <laughs> toy lines of the 1980s. Yes. And uh, I did throw out to Chad, since he is a little bit younger than me, that maybe we need to add in the early 90s to mm-hmm. see if that you know that would uh, encompass everything that you kind of grew up with. But um, right. this is going to be fun. I'm glad we're going to getting out of the 1988 for a little bit and doing the whole decade. So uh, we've got a lot really to talk about tonight. And uh, this is going to be fun. Spread our wings. Exactly. Uh, That's what I love doing. Spreading the 80s wings. Yeah. So um, as always with these Rankum shows, I like to kind of announce the disclaimer that, you know, these are going to be our personal favorites. They're not based on any kind of popularity or sales or, you know, commercial success, but more Mm -hmm. of what connected with us personally as kids and even as uh, adult looking Collectors, (laughs) Collectors, <laughs> somewhat mature adults, I think. Our wives right. will probably argue. So uh, we're going to give you our top five, and then some honorable mentions tonight uh, before we wrap the show. But I usually like to give us some context when we're talking about a specific year. But instead of doing that, I wanted to throw out a question to Chad here, and mainly ask, what kind of toy collector were you as a kid? Did you try to collect everything in a certain like franchise or toy line? Or did you have like a hodgepodge of a couple figures from here, a couple figures from there? I was never a completist as a kid. Like, so if it came to like, you know, Batman or GI Joe or He-Man, I just wanted my favorites. So like, you know, if, if there was a character I liked from the cartoon, if there was, I, those are the characters I would want. I would never really go for all of the characters like mm. and, and here here's a good example and, and we'll we'll eventually touch on it spoilers if i was collecting gi joe and i just wanted like one trooper whereas like a lot of people wanted like 47 alley vipers joe zakari <laughs> and I, you know 400 televipers i i was never really that way all i needed was really one and i was satisfied you know, so mm-hmm. uh, honestly, I had a hodgepodge of lines and I had a hodgepodge of those lines. Gotcha. Yeah, I was kind of the same way. I never really tried to complete a whole set or series, you know, mm-hmm. that came out a wave as a kid. Uh, and a lot of what I had, too, was more or less 
what my parents or what my friends went to get at the store for my birthday or Christmas yeah. or whatever. Uh-huh. And I never really was like specific about, oh, I want uh, Cobra Commander or I want Destro. Right. I want GI Joe, whatever, right. whatever you right. want to right. get right. me. So that's how I've got some of these kind of oddball figures that I have connected with over the years. And it was like, you know, like you said, several from different uh, mm-hmm. lines. I had uh, uh, Masters of the Universe, Thundercats, uh-huh. G.I. Joe, Transformers, GoBots, Mask. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there was a lot that I had. And they all kind of played in the same universe, you know. Yeah, it, exactly. I never yeah. kind of kept them separate. Uh, I did have, I don't have it with me, but I do have the Diecast Voltron. So he would oh, kind of swoop impressive. in and just like you know, wreak havoc on uh, <laughs> yeah. GI Joe figures and such, you know, as right. a kid. So that was my kind of experience as well. Now, was there a certain size figure that you liked? Did you like the three and three quarters GI Joe star Wars, or did you like the bigger ones like Thundercats that were more like a six inch? I preferred the GI Joes, but honestly, and again, uh, we we've talked about, you know, I, I'm a few years younger than you. Uh, so like once, you know, the, the superhero figures like the X-Men, the Batman, those started becoming more of my preference. Uh, Mm -hmm. anything I could just like carry in a bag and take outside and just get dirty as hell. Those were kind of my favorites. So yeah, I I would say the GI Joe three and three quarters, you know, the He-Man, you know, four, four to five inches. I I think they're only like four inches, but Mm -hmm. You know, um, those were always, if you could, if I could just all of a sudden grab them, run into the living room, like I said, take them outside. If it was like a snowy day and I wanted to do stuff like that, if I had easy access to them, the, 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 the more I would probably enjoy them. Gotcha. Yeah. I was all over the board too, with like the sizes. Cause yeah. like I said, I, I had some Thundercats that were towering above like little Matt Tracker masks, <laughs> yeah, which were, much. those weren't even three and three quarters. You know, those were smaller. Yeah. Those were like an inch or something, weren't they? Well, I can, I'll, I'll show you the scale here in a little while. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> all right. So another question for you, how many of your childhood toys have you been able to retain? Did your <sighs> parents like get rid of a bunch? Were you able, was there something that kind of snuck through that time, you know? It's not even if my, you know, whether or not my mom gave stuff away. It's more or less that when I started in middle school, I kind of started the buying and selling and trading kind of stuff. And I started, you know, that was about 95, 96. So I kind of, you know, I kind of traded away a lot, but I managed to save, I'd say off the top of my head about... um, I'd say I've got like six action figures that I can think Mm of off the top of my head from my childhood. Now, when you say childhood, when do you consider that kind of the cutoff? Um, Good question. Cause (laughs) yeah, exactly. I'm still, uh, I'm still looking for stuff in the uh, the Mm -hmm. thrift stores nowadays, but I just mean, you know, if, if it was given to you or you went out and bought it as a kid, you know, how much of that, essentially, uh, you know, were you able to, do you still own? Right. Um, Cause you yeah. know, I've gone out too, you know, and, and bought some vintage stuff and I, I've got a few that I've been able to keep somehow through the years. And mm-hmm. 
it's funny because like, you know, I've got three kids uh-huh. and I've introduced them to several different things over the years that I had that I still have. And it's funny to just kind of walk back the hallway one day and like trip over a GoBot rock lord sitting in the <laughs> middle of the hallway. And you're like, how in the world am I still tripping over this like 35 years <laughs> since I had it? You know, sure. So, yeah. Anyway, that's kind of a surreal moment I have every once in a while. Uh, how am I stepping on? Yeah, how am I stepping on a Matt Tracker figure? You know. Anyway, did you call up your mom and just be like, "Look, I, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, <laughs> I really am." <laughs> well, she actually, if I'm going to answer that question, when I was at college, she gave a lot of my figures, mainly oh. figures, to a family who was friends of ours, and there were. They were needy. They weren't uh, rich by any means. Sure. So it was a little above and beyond what I would have donated myself. Mm -hmm. So like I lost my Castle Grayskull and I lost my Boulder Hill playset from Mask. I I lost a lot of the playsets too. Uh And I was like, no, Mom. So anyway, but... (laughs) I've got a, a few figures here and there, some Hot Wheels. I got mm-hmm. one major thing that I'll show you guys here in a minute that I've managed to preserve. Oh, that, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> one more question, and we'll get into our list. So Please. we're both collectors now. Uh-huh. Do you mainly try to go out and get like vintage stuff, or do you like to go collect like new merchandise? based on the 80s properties? What do you kind of lean towards, or do you do both? That, that, that's kind of a tricky question. I, I, I mean, obviously, I prefer the older toys because they're a little bit... Um, I don't want to say they're more showpiece because I think toys now are definitely more advanced and show, you know, kind of showy. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, Jason has a... Uh, is that a Sonic the Hedgehog ringtone? <laughs> <laughs> that's my uh, text message. Sorry about that. Yes. Okay. No, 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 that's okay. I kind of prefer the older stuff just because, you know, that's the stuff I grew up with. However, I do love the new stuff that's always coming out. Like that real, that real Ghostbusters toy line that's coming out from a uh, diamond. Whew, holy cow. Those sculpts are just, the sculpts and colors are perfect. You know, if there's like a throwback wrestling figure that I really, really, really want, you know, I'll get one. Like I have a, I have a Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth on my uh, shelf with uh-huh. a bunch of the older ones. So, I mean, there are certain ones that I love. There are certain ones that I, I see and I'm just like, oh, okay, those are nice. But I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go vintage more than I will modern stuff. But man, the modern stuff. I, I will say this. I do collect more the, the Funko Pops. I do collect like more of the 80s and 90s kind of things than I do like modern TV shows. Gotcha. So, yeah, there's been only one toy line that we'll get to that. I've collected a lot of the vintage stuff just because it's so expensive, man. It's just so mm. expensive to go back and to collect really anything at this point. That's vintage. Yeah. Unless oh, you're I'm at a, right. you know, unless you get lucky at a thrift shop or a yard sale <laughs> or something, you know, I have so, a fun story about the thrift store. When, when we get to a certain line, by the way, cool. So I, I do like to to get some new stuff, and I'll, I'll get a pop here and there. Uh-huh. And uh, 
I did go out and get, uh, like for instance, the, uh, the six inch Ghostbusters figures that came out, like, I don't know, was it two years ago? Oh, when the was movie came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to get me a set of those. So I, I will go out and get some newer figures, mm-hmm. uh, you know, based on the eighties and stuff, but sure. All right. Well, uh, I think we've teased enough yes. and, uh, <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, what's your number five choice for the top toy lines of the 80s and maybe early 90s? Okay, so this one actually I do, but yeah, it does go into the early 90s. This one is, believe it or not, one that I didn't really get a lot into back in the day. This is a toy line that I had maybe one or two things. I preferred the cartoon uh, over the actual toys, but knowing me, I should have had like every single thing released. And it is Filmation Ghostbusters. I'm kidding. It's it's the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Each sold separately. See any ghosts? Not yet. Pigment, it's back to the bone. Give me out. Looks like you're really into them, Stan. <laughs> safe. Not so safe. It's like bucket. What a slob. I've been cooked. Activate the turtle blasters. We ain't afraid of no ghosts. Peter Venkman, bad to the bone, and sludge bucket with ectoplasm each sold separately. Ghostbusters from Kenner. I am a big <laughs> fan of the filmation Ghostbusters, but we'll get to that some other time. Um, I I loved the cartoon to the point that I actually saw the cartoon first before I actually saw the first movie. Uh-huh. I don't think I saw the first movie until I was like maybe probably 10 or something. Mm -hmm. It was later in life, but so the second movie came out and I, a, that's my favorite of those two. And I've gotten a lot of flack for that again, Corey, I know you're listening. Um, You'll get none from me. Yeah. I love that movie. I love it it because it's so real ghostbusters inspired, but these toys, I believe were, they started to get released in 86. I think. Mm -hmm. So it was a little short. It was right around the time, obviously, the cartoon came out. The thing about these is, you know, with the exception of maybe the first line, they don't really stick to much that was in the cartoon. They kind of just do generic stuff Mm -hmm. to the point that I'm going to show it off. My one of my favorites in the line was, of course, the toilet fearsome flush, (laughs) which if you think about it, we got a demonic toilet in this line which just proves just how insane <laughs> a kenner was b how high someone was for you know i mean obviously yeah. someone was high for pitching a demonic toilet but not as high as the people who approved it but ghostbusters is such an insane line the vehicles the toys the accessories i mean the little slime who didn't love uh, slime as a kid but um you know, the granny, I don't know how well you can see it, but like the granny goodness, <laughs> yes. the granny ghost, I think is her official name. They did all these amazing figures and the accessories and toys. I mean, it was just incredible. I don't know why I wasn't as into it as I should have been, but I've been going back and collecting these over the past few years to the point that I've ended up with about four Ecto-1s over the years. <laughs> I've, and I've, I've, you've got the firehouse, don't you? Okay, yeah, I, I'm going to show this off. I don't know how well I'm doing. Yeah, yep. So actually, the, uh, the containment trap was a gift from um, 
our buddy Sean Robert. He uh, that's actually one of the Ecto Cooler promos, you know, because I didn't get one. <laughs> Saying Coca Cola, it's not like I've never <laughs> talked about it before. But I, um, I got one. <clears throat> yeah, I know you got one. Of course, you got one. <laughs> so um, but I got to tell you a story about that Ghostbuster house, and then uh-huh. I want to hear your thoughts on the Ghostbuster line. Sure. Um, I actually got that at a thrift store. It was the weekend my mom came up. It was about a week or two after Lori and I moved to an apartment. And we were literally right down the road from a thrift store. And my mom and I are just looking around, looking for stuff to do. And she's like, I think we were like waiting on our lunch or something. So we decided to go to the thrift store. When I walk in, I see that standing and it's like wrapped in plastic. I don't know why it's wrapped in plastic, but I start assuming, oh, like maybe it's got a figure or two. And they have it behind the um, the counter with a bunch of other stuff. Like it, there was a uh, Extreme Ghostbusters backpack in the box, or it was loose in the box. And there was a Jurassic World toy in the box. The Jurassic World Command Center that I ended up picking up, they were trying to sell it for, I think, the, well, it said 120 on the box. But the woman looked at it and said, no way that's 120 That's got to be a 40 So. I picked that up. I picked the uh, the Extreme Ghostbuster thing up. I also got this. Now, the reason I'm telling you the number for the uh, the Jurassic World is because it was half price day. Oh man! <laughs> so I look at I a I'm buying this Ghostbusters house. No matter if the pieces are there, I don't care what's there. I don't care what the price is. It's twelve dollars for the Ghostbusters house. Holy and it's high price day, so it's six dollars. Holy cow! Now, I'm looking in it, and there's really no figures in there. That's fine. I don't need, you know. I just I wanted the house. I'm looking in it. All of a sudden, it's got all the paperwork. It's got the instructions. It's got the Kenner uh, insert, and it's got a mm-hmm. little poster featuring wow. the toys that were released up until that point. And it's got all the pieces. 100% complete except the, um, the slime can, which I picked up eventually, mm-hmm. and it, it's just missing the box. That's literally all that's missing. Six Perfect condition. $6. I'm never going to see that again. And every yeah, once in a God. while, that's, that's one of the few things. That's one of the things I said, actually. I was, and I, I try not to uh, say God's name in vain too much, but <laughs> that may have slipped out. And, um, Every once in a while, you know, I, I go through these things and I'm always like, do I need to keep this and that? And me and my wife will go through the room and I'll even say to myself, eh, does someone else want to enjoy this? And she's like, don't you ever sell that because you'll never find it at that price. And I don't want to have to hear you complain about trying to find another yeah. one. And trying to buy it. Yeah. Holy oh, cow. Uh, yeah. I would keep that thing stored forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm probably on the hook for a box and I found one on eBay. But the bottom is so chewed up, it looks like a dog got to it. And then part of me is still like, it's still the box. Yeah, still you don't need counts. the box. You, you don't you see don't the bottom the of it. You don't need the box. I will tell you, I, I'm not a box collector by any means, especially on the vintage stuff. I will keep right. some stuff in the box. And it's usually when I can get maybe two and, and take one out. But right. Y'all can pay, you know, out the wazoo for boxes all you want. <laughs> I'm not t- I'm not going back and collecting anything that I have um, for the box. 
But, right, right, right. But that brings big bucks when you have the box and you're trying to sell everything and it's complete. Yeah. So I, I understand the, the reasoning behind it, but I, I'm yeah. just not a box collector. I get it. Those Kenner boxes, though, I mean, we could just do a show on just Kenner box art. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Very true. Well, that's a good pick. I never had any of the real Ghostbusters line. It could have been just because I was into everything else and uh, I, I didn't watch a lot of the cartoon as a kid, although I loved the movies. And I think the first one was actually, I, I've been dying to find out if, and confirm this, if it was the first one I saw in the movie theater, because I remember the, the, having the, second the, one? the first one, the first oh, one, the first one. Okay. In, in 84. But mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure it was because I had a lot of merch that year and around Christmas time. So I think mm-hmm. I, I went and saw it. But anyway, I love just take the toys to the, you know, whatever, put them to the side I love the uh, all the other merch that kind of came with that toy line, that little projector. Ghostbusters! Each sold separately. Ghost! Punch and pack ready. Ghostbusters loaded. You scared? Never. You first. PKE meter reads a class three ghost. It's Stay Puft Merch Ball Man. Rooster! Oh no, another one. Red Ghost. Proton Pack and Ghost Popper Gun, each sold separately. The real Ghostbusters from Kenner. Oh my gosh, I could watch those commercials all day long for the real Ghostbusters because the kids are doing all the motions, you know, even with the granny and the slime is coming in, you know, mm-hmm. and then they're they're in like the they're camping out or something. I think yes. the projector commercial. Oh my gosh, those are great. Those you- are great, and I love those. Do you remember, because honestly, as we're going, I actually, did you have a toy liquidator around you? Or it was like a discounted toy show? No, or toy no I, I, the only thing we had was Ames and Kmart. Okay. So, so I, I will say, because as we're talking, there was a discount toy store that, you know, still had stuff that was maybe like, maybe three, four years, you know, just they weren't able to get rid of it. And I actually got the ghost trap in, I'd say, probably 90, 91, 92, somewhere wow. around that, where, you know, it was Ghostbusters just wasn't cool anymore. But I, I got one brand new in the box at that discount toy store. I got no clue where it ended up, but I remember <laughs> getting it. Ghostbusters! Each sold separately. Break out the new equipment! Ghost trap set. It's your goggles down. It's Marshmallow Man. Ecto Pupper ready. Neutrono Blaster charged. Roast him. Got him. We ain't getting him. Go! <laughs> it's the Ghost Trap from the real Ghostbusters. New from Kenner. Now, here's the thing. Do you uh-huh. remember the Ghostbuster commercial where the kids are playing and they somehow... Man, Kenner, you guys are a-holes because you always got our expectations so high. But they actually, you you would squirt them and like slime would appear on their shirts. But they were in the, the uh, Statue of Liberty in that commercial. Ghostbuster bulletin. Ghosts are attacking the Statue of Liberty. Ghostbusters are at the sea. Look out, Ray. It's slime time. Each sold separately. We've been slime. Let's clean up, Lewis. Now we're fighting clean. Take this, you squirt. <laughs> Slime again! Oh yeah! It's nasty neck! And 
Crypto Bomb to the rescue! Bombs away! Gotcha! And the Ghostbusters have saved the day! No, I don't know. Oh, then that, that probably all. was a little later. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they're, that would they're... Have been great. I gotta it search was. that one on YouTube. Oh, gosh, I can remember that. I, you know what? I'm kind of remembering watching a WWF Hasbro commercial right after that. So, you know what? I, I Yeah, it might have been a little later. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, gosh, this is going to be a long show. So It is. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It is all right. Um, I actually have – I think I have one of the uh, Filmation Ghostbusters figures. It's, <gasps> Do you uh, have Primeval? I, no, it. He's got um, he's got something in the back where you move like a wheel, and it does, does a little like spark in his chest. I think it's real uh, filmation Ghostbusters. Oh, it's, I know who you're talking about. It's like, is he kind of a bony kind of guy? No, oh, it's okay. he's kind of like robed, but uh, I don't know. It's lame. Oh, that's that, that. Might be Primeval. I don't think it's Primeval. I don't think so. Oh. It might be a different line too. It might have been because there was like. What was it? In humanoids and all those. Mm. Anyway, um, great pick. Great pick. Number five for me. You know what? I'm going to do something I haven't done yet. I'm going to make a switch because I had two that were kind of teetering at the number five. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to put the GoBots at number five. You can imagine they're from another world. Mighty robots disguised as mighty vehicles. You can pretend only you and the friendly GoBots can save the Earth from the enemy GoBots. You're trapped, Turbo. Leader one to the rescue. They hide among us as earthly vehicles, but you can change them into robots, each sold separately. Take this, Psycho! Now who's trapped? <laughs> GoBots. Leader one, Turbo, and Psycho, each sold separately. New from Tonka. Ooh! Yeah. Is that Psycho? This is, uh, no, well, these I picked up actually at RetroCon, uh, I think last year. Uh -huh. These are the power. They had the power suits, and you could put the GoBots figures in the power suits and create like a huge robot. Wow. You had two for the arms, two for the legs. I think there might have been one in the middle too, or maybe that one was just the. Uh, it was like a spaceship and a uh, was like a robot too. But uh -huh. uh, I had several of these as a kid. This was one of my favorites. This is Fightor. Fightor. Um, that. <laughs> Yes, like a fighter jet. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, for me, I am a GoBots apologist. I was in love with Hot Wheels, uh -huh. and I loved that size as a kid. So the GoBots just fit naturally into all of my Hot Wheels and stuff that I had as a kid. So uh -huh. that's kind of why I preferred GoBots toys over Transformers. And they were cheaper too. So, you know, when you go into the store and you're begging the parents to buy you something, they're more than likely going to buy you a liter one versus a Megatron, you know? Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just because of the price point. So, mm -hmm. I collected several as a kid. I had, I did have Psycho, Leader One, kind of the main ones, Scooter, Scooter. Uh, uh, Turbo. And then I had the train. I think his name is Loco. Fightor, the helicopter, I think he was Coptor or something. Coptor, yep. It was, uh, I don't know, maybe the same person that named all the Masters of the Universe. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Line. But it was Tonka. Tonka put them out. Um, 
but I, I'd love to go by. I had the huge, I wish I still had it. I sold it on eBay a few years ago just to, cause I needed some money. Mm -hmm. I had the command center. Here comes the GoBot command center. Your parents put it together. You can change it to a landwalker and a mighty fortress. Non-volt battery not included. GoBot sold separately. Enemy GoBot attacking. Now to capture master controls. Leader one, try and conquer the world now. You are grounded, Coptor. The GoBot command center. Leader one and Coptor each sold separately. It looked like an elongated at-at you know, from Star Wars. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And you could flip it around and inside it had like three levels. There was like an elevator in the middle and there was a jail and there was uh, different little areas that you could prop them up. And the eyes lit up and you could hit the button on the back and they would go bzz, bzz, and That's would flash cool. red. And the, the legs folded in and had wheels. So you could push it along, you know, like on a hard surface. Or you could, you know, bring it up to the legs and kind of try to walk it with that. Uh, loved the GoBots. Loved uh -huh. them to the point where I had way more than Transformers. And I, I watched the show. I watched probably more Transformers than I did GoBots as far right. as the, the animated shows. Because I think GoBots was a Saturday morning show and Transformers was syndicated in the afternoons. So I that was it was on a lot more, too. Right. But, um I only I've only been able to keep one transformer from when I was a kid, and that's Perceptor. Uh -huh. The microscope. Beautiful. I don't have the uh accessories for him because I think he came with a gun that shot a missile. But, yeah, but you have his telescope, so that I got the telescope and he enough. can yeah, he can get back down to a uh a microscope here if I wanted him to. Looks like great um, shape too. Yeah, th this is leftover. From the child, I remember having uh, the Insecticons. Oh, okay. Um, I really can't think of many more that I had as far as the Transformers go. Um, I might have had a couple Autobots, but uh -huh. it was it was mainly all the GoBots because uh, I loved the Hot Wheels and the Matchbox cars. So that's going to be my number five pick, and I'll tell you what it got bumped out here, but. Again, I collected a lot as a kid. I've gone back. I found some like at RetroCon mm -hmm. that I've gone back and tried to collect the ones that I remember having. And then I might try to go out and build this the uh, power suit robot. I can't remember what the name is because I never I never had that. I had a friend. Uh, me and Wyatt had a mutual friend that was his dad was like a chiropractor and he was rich out the wazoo. <laughs> and he had a lot of stuff that we wanted, right. and we got to go over to his house and and play and share. So that was uh, that was a real treat. But he, I remember him having the GoBots connected, you know, robot. It was kind of like Devastator, but yeah. you could insert different GoBots into the suits. Uh, and I, they did integrate it into the into the animated series, if I do remember correctly. But anyway, so I'm choosing GoBots as my number five. What are your thoughts? I was going to say the only thing I would have done different is they they never made a General Newcastle figure. <laughs> Can I, I got to tell you a story and I, I love Go this ahead. choice because it's so un it's, it's, I, I, there's not a lot of people that I know that would take GoBots over Transformers. So I love loving this choice about, mm -hmm. you know, maybe 13, 14. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's the right time frame. My friend and I used to go to this, this toy show up in right outside DC and mm -hmm. he found, um, 
was it the the Rock Lords movie? And he yeah. went back and he found the old cartoon, and he actually started. He tried to start a site like dedicated just to GoBots. So, uh-huh. but every once in a while, I would wake up and there would always be a uh, General Newcastle quote on my voicemail because he thought it would be funny at like three a.m. and <laughs> just kind of watch the cartoon. And Ryan, if you're listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But he would just send me like a like he would leave a voicemail of General Newcastle, or he would like email it to me, and he wouldn't tell me what it was. And I was just like, man. So honestly, I I feel like a lot of people are kind of turning around on uh, GoBots, and I think that a lot more people are just like, you know what? It was a nice alternative, you know. Yeah, and you know, Transformers eventually got into the that size mm-hmm. with uh, their. I think they called them microbots. I could be wrong, but they finally you know put some out probably in the later, well, mid to later eighties to kind of yeah. compete. I think. Mm-hmm. I do remember having the transformer that was the tank that had the freaking cannon out of shooting out of his chest. I can't remember the name of that one. It was, it was kind of a weird transformation, but I did have some of those smaller ones eventually that were quote unquote transformers. Mm-hmm. Versus so nice. but it was all, it was all go bots, man. Uh, that's just how it, how it worked. And I remember having like, you know, there's always knockoffs in the store. You go into like the dollar store and stuff. Oh sure. I remember, oh god. I remember having knockoff GoBots, like a dump truck <laughs> oh, my that, that barely kind of transformed, and his arms kind of came out, and it mm-hmm. had this. It was like a pullback car, and you mm-hmm. could put the little motor with the pullback while he was a robot, pull it back, and he would go shooting off. You know, and it was like a it was a total knockoff on uh, GoBots, but. I loved him so much. I'm buying the knockoff stuff, man. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. Well, what is number four for you? Number four is one that I may have had like one as a kid. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I collected it more as I got older. And I'll actually tell you a st- the story on how that started. It was about, I remember what year it was. It was 1996. I was in the um, in my local library. I always have a story. This is always amazing. I was That's in the local fine. library, and there was a book called Greenberg's Guide to Superhero Toys. Did you ever see this? Mm-mm. It was a black hardcover book, and on the um, on the cover was a image of a superpowers Batman and a Secret Wars Spider Man arm wrestling, and it had all the figures behind them kind of like cheering it on. And it, I think it was done in about 1990, 91. Okay. So I, I just, you know, I just happened to pick it up because I, I actually, it, if, as I'm remembering it, I think the librarian was like checking it back in or like putting it away or something. And it just grabbed my attention because I, I you know, obviously I've always been a huge comic book fan. So I, I saw this, but I was like, Hey, wait a minute. What is this? So I start flipping through it and I'm like, these toys were made? And I'm like, <laughs> holy cow. So long story short, I still to this day have a huge love affair with the Superpowers line from 1984 to 1986. 
coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on Earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the Battle of the Superpowers Collection. Can it be the Supermobile on the attack? The Lexor 7 armed with kryptonite? Will the Supermobile repel those deadly rays? You bet. Ready for battle? Activate Ram! New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Vehicles and figures with power action, each sold separately. Flying lessons for Penguin, fish bait for Luther. Can the Supermobile defeat the Lexor 7? You decide. Oh, just the best superhero figure sculpts at that scale, at that time. I mean, you had all your superheroes that you loved. Uh, and some great vehicles. I mean, there was the, the, obviously the Batmobile. If you grew up loving the, the oh, yeah. series, that was a Batmobile you wanted to have. Um, Three words. Hall of Justice. Coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on Earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the Battle of the Superpowers Collection. Impossible. The Hall of Justice under attack. Batman behind bars. New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Hall of Justice playset. Some assembly required. Vehicles and figures sold separately. Use the trap door, Batman. Brainiacs taking over the computer. Joker in the elevator. Evil forces joining for a final assault. Who can restore order? Superman. Can Superman save the Hall of Justice? You decide. Oh, you mean this right here? Yes, there you go. Yep, Hall of <laughs> Justice. A lot of people rag on that playset. Because I, I, again, I'm going to go back to my buddy Ryan. He actually said that it looked like a giant shoebox that was just painted yellow. And like, as you look at it, you're like, yeah, you know what, yeah. though? It's better than that big hunk of crap from that Secret Wars line. <laughs> funny you should mention um the, the the hall of justice i have a story that could either terrify you or just uh look at me and go uh, like yeah that doesn't surprise me lay it on me For, i you know like i said i got into you know buying and selling around that time and i was always buying and selling for more superpowers or and even gi joes and hasbros at that time and this was like 96 and one of my big grails was a hall of justice this is not the one that I ended up finding, but it took me about uh, eight months or so to find it. So I'm calling around to a couple of collectors that I became friends with, which is weird because I was 13 and they were like in their 40s. But I, 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 had, I had known some of them from like comic shows and, and stores and all. And they always said, if you ever need you know us to hunt down something. And I call one of them and I was like, hey, you know, I'm still looking for this Hall of Justice. Can you help me find one? And he was like, hey, you know what? I think I actually saw one when I was at an antique mall. And I was like, really? Where's this antique mall? And he gives me the directions, blah, 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 blah. We get to the um, the antique mall. It's me and my mom. And it turns out that the Hall of Justice he saw was still in the box. Oh, wow. On a gigantic shelf. And I'm looking at it, and I am just amazed. I'm like, wow, there it is. And my mom is like, all right. I'm going to loan you the money, but you have to pay me back every single week. And I'm like, all right, done. Do you want to know how much a mint in box hall of justice uh, cost me? I don't even want to guess. hundred bucks no in 1997. Wow. Okay. Do you know where I'm going with, uh, with this story when I say that it's going to horrify you? Uh, you had to sell it for much less than that. Nope. Or something? Well, that too, but I opened it. I got it at home. I opened it, I put it together, and I displayed it on my shelf like a mother. I'm not going to say that <laughs> word. I had no shame. I loved that box. I kept that box with it for years and years. 
that was one of my all-time favorite play sets. I would still put it up there with the, you know, the the firehouse and the terror drum. It was a beautiful box. It showed the superheroes in front of it, uh, the the Hall of Justice. I think it even showed Wonder Woman's Invisible Plane, which they didn't make. <laughs> but I, I I just I love that line. I love everything about it. I actually have very few of the superpowers left. The one I have kept the most is, of course, the Clark Kent, which, mm-hmm. again, I'm going to go back to my buddy Ryan because he was he was a huge part of me growing up because he helped kind of uh, encourage my comic book and toy geek stuff. We were at a comic book store that was closing and they were having a half off sale. So my friend Ryan knew I had always been looking for this and I this I didn't get this until 2007. So you figure 11 years. Mm-hmm. so long story short i think i got this uh, he got this for me for like 10 bucks and it's in like just perfect shape nice you know? and nice. i i just the fact that they have the little action features i don't exactly know what clark is doing here <laughs> he's just like rabble rousing or something i don't know he's doing the macarena it looks like he is doing the macarena <laughs> <laughs> which makes sense yeah i, I believe that but it's 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 they're so simple, but they're so big, they're so bright. I I love this line so so much, and it's just it, it it's to not list it on this list would just be a gigantic travesty. So, gotcha. What are your thoughts on the superpowers line? Oh, it it, it is great. I'll back you up hundred percent on adding it to the list. Um, the card backs on those too. I love the artwork on those, the stars and the blue oh and the yellow. Very, very cool. It's weird because I never had a, a superpowers figure growing up and uh-huh. my superhero, I, I never collected comics. Those missed me until just even a few years ago was when uh-huh. I started going back and getting some comics. But the only thing I watched was the 66 Batman and reruns and then the superhero, mm-hmm. the uh, Superman movies with Christopher Reeve. And then of course, you know, when 89 hit, oh, you know, the Batman. So I never, you know, the, the movies came out, I think starting in 1980 for Superman. And then 78. I, okay. A little bit earlier than the, the eighties. <laughs> um, but I remember, you know, watching uh, the 66 Batman in the afternoons after school. Same. But obviously there was no there was no toys that were out at that time, you know, based right. on that. If there had been, I might have been picking those up. But the superpowers line just never connected with me. But I, if I went back, I would go try to get a, a, a Batmobile, Batman and Robin <sighs> mainly. Yep. And I know that would cost a pretty penny if I wanted a decent one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Uh, I do have pretty large collection of Batman, I'll say, memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually taken over a corner of my wife's china cabinet with sure. Batman stuff. Um, oh, you got the china cabinet? Jeez, you got lucky. Woo. I Yeah. I've actually, <laughs> it's been growing, and I think she's been about ready to just, you know... <laughs> take a cardboard box and take her hand and just into the cardboard box if I'm not careful. But. I hope Aaron is not listening right now. <laughs> you're giving her ideas. I'm sure you're just giving her ideas. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, I can appreciate the pick. It was just, it, 
for some reason. Like I said, not in the comics and only getting the uh, the TV show and the movies. It just uh-huh. I never never got to my playtime. Oh, that's fair. So, yeah, no, I totally get that. Great pick, though. Thank you. Uh, number four, I have a feeling it might be coming up on your list. Um, it was number four for me. That is, of course, Masters of the Universe. What do we have here? It's Castle Grayskull. And it's mine. Not so fast, Beastman. He-Man! You can pit He-Man against Beastman playing for the power of Castle Grayskull. You have to put the castle together. Beastman's escaping. The throne, Dad. Dad, you saved the castle. Castle Grayskull from the Masters of the Universe collection. He-Man and Beastman each sold separately from Mattel. I collected a good bit as a kid. Uh, one that I just picked up recently was uh, Many Faces. That was oh, one of my the gun. Yeah. If you're in the Nashville area, there's a store called The Great Escape. And it huh. has the most reasonable prices you will ever find for some great cool. vintage toys, comics, records, video games. I mean, it's got everything. I could spend a whole day in there and not uh, hit everything I want to hit. But um, I think I picked this up for like seven or eight bucks with the gun. With his gun? Yeah. So this is one of my favorites as a kid because, you know, you had the, the face that spun around. And those are some of my favorite episodes, too, from the show. Mm-hmm. I was big into He-Man pretty much right from the start. I had a lot of the figures. I had He-Man. I remember the battle armor. I, I had a couple of those figures where you hit the, you know, hit his chest and it spun. Ram Man, Trap Jaw, Skeletor, Stratos. I love Stratos for some reason, maybe because he could fly. Um, fair. Many faces. I did have Castle Grayskull, like I mentioned. Uh-huh. Uh, that, was a, that was a Christmas gift one year. I'm not sure exactly which year that was. And I had the Point Dread that went up the top <gasps> with the Talon oh, Fighter. So nice. I remember having I remember having those toys as a kid. And those were mostly given away by my mother when I was at college. <laughs> of course. Uh, and I would would have loved to have kept Point Dread and Castle Grayskull the whole nine. Oh yeah. Uh that's where I kind of stopped. And I was always more of a good guy versus a bad guy collector, I guess you would say. Uh-huh. With all of these toys, all the toy lines. So getting Castle Grayskull was was awesome. The the trap door, you know, with the you spin the throne and uh the gate. I love the commercial. There's like a there's there's a commercial where the dad is playing with the kids. Uh-huh. I always love those commercials. I need to like do a post up on Rediscover the Eighties on the yes, dads and the commercials, but he's like knocking on the <laughs> the drawbridge. Yeah, oh, it's great. Uh, love that commercial. Open the drawbridge. The powers of evil control Castle Grayskull. Oh yeah, Dad, watch Ram Man's power. I'll get us inside, He Man. Ram Man, He Man, and Castle Grayskull each sold separately. You have to put the castle together. Ram Man, use your head. I just did. Not that way. We have a prisoner. Good. Who's the prisoner? You are, because we have the power. Oh, no. Ram Man and He-Man from the Masters of the Universe collection, each sold separately. Castle Grayskull also sold separately from Mattel. That was a big part of my childhood, those figures, Castle Grayskull. And uh, I've, like, I've gone back and collected a few figures here and there from the vintage line. I do like 
those new uh, mega constructs figures that are you know the lego size i've got uh well he-man skeletor beast man i think they have tila and faker too now i haven't gotten those ones yet i've been going crazy Um, looking for faker (laughs) but those are really cool i i like i like the lego size and those are a little bit larger than the you know the lego minifigures right so i've collected uh collected some of those and uh, some other kind of masters of the universe merchandise here and there. Mm-hmm. But that was that th- I'm mainly putting this in my list because of what it meant to me as a kid and in my playtime then mm-hmm. more than I've gone back and collected now. So right. I know you've got plenty to say about masters of the universe. So we might want to wait on your take. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's my number four. It was a very good line for me as a kid. Let's put it that way. And I had lots of friends who had the figures. I did have one friend that had uh, Snake Mountain with the oh, uh, Snake Mountain's beautiful with the <laughs> with the microphone and everything. And I saw that actually at that Great Escape store when we first visited there a couple years mm. ago. And I was like, oh, I should just get it just to have it. But I, I didn't have any figures really at the time to display. But anyway, so I passed on that. But was it, it a good price? It was, uh, yeah, it was like twenty bucks, I think, something like that. I don't know if the thing worked or not, but it looked in pretty decent oh. shape. And I can't remember what all accessories went with it besides right. the microphone, you know. But anyway, sure. it was good. That was a that was a fun line. And again, I collected it more towards the beginning, the you know the first couple waves versus uh-huh. the the slime pit and all that that kind of came later and the, some shut of the, your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you shut your mouth. I did. I don't know. I had, I did have a fascination with Moss man for a while uh, <laughs> just because I, it was weird just to have the, the texture, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the skunk uh, stinkor, stinkor. Right? Yep. That, that, I mean, who else is putting out a figure that smells like a skunk? I mean, come on! It was it was mess in the universe all the way with these awesome uh, characters. But Great all right, gimmick. so that's my number four. That's my number four. What's what's number three for you? We got to keep moving here. We're going to be like three sure. hours on this show. So <laughs> no, that's fair. So I'm going to go with one that um, a lot of people identify me with, and it, mm-hmm. it's it's one that I wanted as a kid, and I didn't get one. My mom thought it would just be too frightening. But as an adult, I have been just, I, I've, I've always wanted one and I've always been head over heels in love with it. And it is none other than My Pet Monster. My Pet Monster. He's bigger than big. When he fights battles, he always wins. And he's your friend too. He breaks his chains. Put him on you and break away too. With My Pet Monster, you're busting loose. He's big. And scary. And helps people too. And he's your friend too. My Pet Monster plays all day. Tough. Awesome. Looking great. And all your friends will want him for their friend too. My Pet Monster has breakaway chains from Amtoy and American Greetings Company. (laughs) Which I love this thing so freaking much that I don't just have one. I have two, apparently. <laughs> I picked one up for $10 on, like, Let Go, and uh, just about a month and a half ago, I drove an hour and a half uh, out of my way to get a mint condition one uh, nice. in Syracuse for 20 bucks. Oh, my gosh. it's in, It looks so good. This little old lady was, like, selling it 
And she also sold me um, some superpowers figures and a black Spider-Man from the Secret Wars line. But she just had all this stuff in her basement. She's like, yeah, it's my son's, and he left it, and his kids don't want it. So I just figure I'd go on Craigslist, and I'm like, yep, snap it up right now. <laughs> and you're, like, hoping he doesn't pull up the driveway. With I was, oh, out. my God. I was... <laughs> And then she wanted outrageous prices for like a Ewok. She wanted like twenty five or thirty for an Ewok, like the plush Ewok. Uh-huh. Um, she wanted like twenty five for a bunch of strawberry shortcake figures, and it was like she she has no idea what she has. She's selling me a mint condition my pet monster that could easily get me like one hundred fifty bucks, and you're trying to get, you know sell me Star Wars figures for like ten bucks each. Get, get, what are you doing? <laughs> it's incredible. But with My Pet Monster, I've lost track of how many times I've talked about My Pet Monster over the years. He was a character that I loved as a kid because he just looked so big and like larger than life. And he was so freaking colorful and just captivates you. I mean, even as an adult, I am just amazed that a toy company was able to release this in 1986. Mm-hmm. But I knew, I knew a lot of kids that had one. I didn't have one. I really wanted one. But again, my mom thought it was a little too scary. But as an adult, I have just, I, I, I got one. I got two. And I even got a My Pet Monster pet. Hey, a monster pet. What's that? A monster pet has puppet action. Straight up. Four action. Get a monster pet. There. Monster pet's a good pet, too. And so friendly. Look out! Uh-oh. Monster Pets! My Monster Pets have puppet action features. Part of a My Pet Monster collection, each sold separately with breakaway chains from Amtoy. I think this one's name is... Wogster. And it's like a little puppet, I guess. But this is just such an impressive line. It wasn't like the merchandising bonanza that, like, say, Masters of the Universe or even right. G.I. Joe. But, you know, it, it had it had its fan base. Uh, a lot of people grew up loving it. A lot of people still have theirs from when they were kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see it on social media all the time. Just people are so in love with this thing, and it's easy to see why. Yeah, it is. It is a very bright, colorful figure. I... I kind of picture you as a kid, like handcuffed to one of those, and it's like dragging behind you as you're just kind of strolling around the mall. <laughs> that would have happened. You know? That would have happened had I had it. I would have taken it out in the mud. It would have gotten so filthy. Oh, it would have just been so worn out if I had had one. I can guarantee it. Now, I I posed a question to you over on Twitter uh, a little while ago. Did you know that? My pet monster was included in the deal that Hasbro just did to get Power Rangers. Yes, yes, I did. So, and so that's like that's like big news for you, then, man. That, I mean, that could be like my pet monster comes out revival. again, and right. I I tell you, it's funny because when that got announced, I guess that was uh, June, maybe. Yeah, was it June, May? May I was May or June, yeah. Yeah, and I was taking a little social media break but all of a sudden as soon as i log back into twitter like maybe a day later i was taking a twitter break actually and as soon as i log back onto twitter like maybe two or three days later all 
mentions and messages, hey, Hasbro now owns My Pet Monster. <laughs> and it's true, they do, but there's no guarantee that we're going to get it. But if anyone's going to do something with a My Pet Monster, they're not going to make it what it was before, but if they can do something new and make it, reintroduce it to a new generation, I think that, that it, Hasbro is the right people to do it. And I hope that they just hit a home run. I hope that they, you know, they make something for this gen, you know, the, the kids now that'll just gravitate towards it, you know. Yeah. So they need a Netflix series or something to support it. And then there yep. comes the, uh, you know, us, us mask fans are, uh, are sitting over here, been waiting years and years for them <laughs> to do something. Yes. Uh, so we're we're hoping it's before they you know do a My Pet Monster series on Netflix, but they own a whole studio now over in Ireland that's doing all their animation. So mm-hmm. I can see that happening. They're they're a toy company though, first and foremost. So they want to make that's toys. True. Well, and they're also branching out. Like they're all you know they have their own app now. So you know it's funny you brought it up that they have an anime. You know that they have that animation studio. They they did that My Pet Monster cartoon. They did that insane My Pet Monster movie. Um, you know, so maybe they could do a new cartoon. Maybe they we could even get a release of that movie on DVD. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Okay, well, I I never had a My Pet Monster as a kid. I always kind of grouped it in with, like, uh, my buddy and kid sister for some reason. Like, yes, yes, so did I. So did the, I. I don't, was it the same company that did all of those? It wasn't the same company that did um, my buddy and kid sister. But, I, I mean, okay. as a kid, if you had held up My Pet Monster – or you held up uh, my buddy. It, come on. I thought yeah. <laughs> my buddy was kind of cool for like, you know, a few minutes and I wanted one cause I was a kid and I wanted everything, but my pet monster never ever left my imagination and never left my mindset. And I, I actually, I will be the first to admit I went on a podcast with my friend Stacy one time and we were talking about my pet monster because we were talking about the live action series. I, and I even said, I was like, you know, if I never get one, I'm not going to lose any sleep. But then I started seeing more and more of my friends getting one. And I, uh, my, my <laughs> attitude kind of changed. And I was like, I kind of want one now. I kind of yeah. want one. <laughs> so I got one and literally it's like a giant, it's, it's, it's insane. And I would probably sell everything else before I start selling, even consider selling a My Pet Monster. Yeah. What year did this come out? 86. 86. 86. Okay. Which a lot of people thought, oh, you were 10. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then that makes sense. So that was still in this. Now, would you have been too old for one? I don't know. Because I had, I remember having quite a few plush and stuff. I had the plush Alf, for goodness sake. So, and Alf came out in 84. 586 I had the one with the talk box too so yeah. he said like stuff um so that's and I loved Alf but right maybe just because I didn't have that tie-in but I I still had a lot of plush and stuffed animal type toys sitting around uh so I, I don't know I just it's- never connected with me you know, I, I've always been partial, very partial to stuffed animals. I still have my uh, Burger King Alf. 
I've got one somewhere. Yes. Very yeah, good. And it's funny because my brother got um, the baseball one and I, and I got the rock star. I don't know if you can make that out, but my mom put my name on the back here so that me and yeah. my brother wouldn't fight over which one we had. The uh, he is ratty as hell, but I, the, oh, you have the, does he have his, um, his little, uh, his hat and, uh, the glove? Yes. Amazingly. <laughs> nice. Very yeah. impressive. That was, uh, that was one somehow. I, I don't know why I kept it, but I've got it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, post that. And I gotta see that. They just, uh, they just, you know, announced a, a reboot coming. <laughs> yes. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. Uh, All Alf to me is good Alf. So. <laughs> Even Alf Tales, which I, uh, I, I we were talking about earlier on Twitter. Oh, I love the I love the cartoon show oh, so, so much. I. So I. I love the show too. So anyway, sure. All right, let's let's move along. Number three for me. I'm going outside of the action figure scope for a minute, and I'm going with Hot Wheels. I like to kiss him goodbye in the morning. Now he wants to shake hands. How do you tell your kid you love him without embarrassing him? My dad used to bring me Hot Wheels cars. I do the same. You should have seen his face when I surprised him with a Hot Wheels stow-and-go car wash and service station. It really fired up his imagination. Hot Wheels. They're one of the ways I tell my kid I love him. I loved Hot Wheels so much as a kid. Well, I, don't, I can include Matchbox in there too, but it was mainly Hot Wheels. The uh, one of the most, probably my holy grail right now, which is not really, I wouldn't call it a holy grail because it's not yeah. really rare, but I had the Stow and Go Garage that had the uh, the ramp and uh-huh. car wash at the bottom, gas station at the bottom. And then you had the the fix it shop up top, and you had the little garage doors you can open on top and bottom. And when you took a car and went all the way down the ramp at the bottom, it would hit the little bell for the gas station. Right. I spent so many hours in my driveway, my dirt driveway, with Hot Wheels in that garage as a kid. I love what they did in the 80s too they had some awesome track sets they had and what i've got here are the some from the line the crack ups there's lots of ways to crack on your crack hot wheels crack up cars bumper thumper blind cider front ender and top bopper each sold separately you can smash them in the side Clyde. bash them in the back jack yeah. crush them off the wall paul get him in the grill bill then you can fix it and flip them upside down clown Hot Wheels Crack Ups, Bumper Thumper, Blind Sider, Front Ender, and Top Upper Cars from the Crack Ups Collection. Each sold separately, some cars not for use with some sets. New from Hot Wheels by Mattel. If you remember these, where they have the the car and you hit the front or hit a side panel and it'll spin and it looks like it's smashed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one has it on the roof. You hit it and you know the car looks like it's dented up. I've got a few more that I've gone back and just bought on eBay. I, I I think all but maybe one or two of my Hot Wheels are somewhere, may probably in a junk pile somewhere. <laughs> but uh, I, oh my gosh, Hot Wheels and Matchbox. I had some that I played outside with that I could get dirty and hose off <laughs> if I wanted to. 
And then I had some of the ones that were the nicer ones that had like rubber tires, you know, I kept those inside. I never took those outside yeah. with the garage. Jeez. Those uh, are a pain to clean. Yeah. And then the ones that opened the doors, they had the ones, I don't know if it was Hot Wheels or not, but they had the key cars. Yes. You put the key in the back and you could shoot it out. Uh, I feel like those are Matchbox. That could have been Matchbox. Yeah. I had some of those, but oh my gosh. And again, being this at my number three pick, I've got to take into consideration how much I go out and still buy Hot Wheels cars today. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of it has to do with I've got two sons and <laughs> we've collected Hot Wheels for years. But just in the last, like, I don't know, maybe five years that Hot Wheels has brought out those retro uh, line. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Like, you know, they've got the DeLorean and they've okay. got kit and the ecto one the 18 vehicles they've pretty much put out there every single property in the 80s if they had a a car featured on the show mm-hmm. a lot of the movies too they had like the karate kid that's right vehicles. yeah they did mr miyagi's didn't they uh, they have done pretty much everything you can imagine magnum pi ferris bueller <laughs> uh i've got the uh i got biff's Ford. That's no, you don't. I do. I have that one. Uh, I've gone back and I do like those. I, I like that set. Uh, but I've also, I just like the ones that are themed as well. Mm-hmm. I did. A, I, if you got on the uh, Rediscover the A's YouTube channel, here's a cheap plug. I did a, a border in my boys' room and I took this trim at Home Depot. And a lot of people were doing this and scaling all of the, the, the cars you keep on the card, you scale them up and you can just slide them down in this trim and display them on your wall. And you get the, you know, the, the bubble with the car inside, but it blocks the card back. And I love going and collecting the themed ones. Like there's, there was a whole super Mario themed set that was like eight cars. And it was just, it is, it's the normal hot wheels cars just with a painted, you know, on the side that with, Okay. Yeah. Uh, I do know the ones. I've, yep. And the uh, and like the uh, the monster cereal cars. I've mm, got those. That's right. You sent me some uh, of those. Just I love getting some cars like that, and they've they've done a lot. Masters of the Universe, Scooby Doo, uh, all of the superheroes, and I I went ahead and did my border horizontally so I could see the card backs because I'm keeping them in the box or on the card. Right. And I wanted to see the artwork that they put on the. The card backs. So go over to YouTube and see what I did there. But mm-hmm. you can't do that with the retro cars. Those are don't have the the bubble goes all the way down to the bottom of the card, so you can't really stack them horizontally. But I've got a lot of those. I've got Ghostbusters themed. I got some from that set that they did, and this has all been within the last like few years that they start putting these out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, the the ones that I collect most, that I probably have the most of, are Batmobiles. Yep. I've got so many Batmobiles. <laughs> I've got a whole wall. One whole line is just Batmobiles. Um, it's all types. It's you know from the '89 style to the Tumbler and the Bat. You know from the mm-hmm. Dark Knight and even the the newer one from the Justice League. If I see a Batmobile, I don't have, and they they put them in different colors now too. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm, I'm just you know. 
but Hot Wheels is all they've just always been collectible because they're they're cheap and mm -hmm. even now they're only a dollar a piece. It's a lot cheaper than going out and buying like a twelve or fifteen dollar figure. Yep. So gosh, I'm just been so into Hot Wheels and Matchbox since I was a kid. Probably will be when I'm I'll probably buy them when I'm like sixty, you know, for my <laughs> grandkids and sure. oh look, there's a new Batmobile. Let me get that one. <laughs> When I'm like 60 years old, my wife is like, uh, are you spending our grocery money on Batmobiles? Yes. It's I am. at the grocery store. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so uh, and I did go back. Now, Target, just in the last year, they put out a whole vintage line. And it's based on cars that they, you know, made 30 years ago. Uh -huh. And they, they did do the Stow and Go Garage. Mm -hmm. So I had to, that was like an instant buy. I I had to have that. And now my daughter, who is uh, almost five, she will play Hot Wheels too with me. We'll get out that garage and play. And it's just been such a part of my life over the years that uh, even, you know, Hot Wheels have been around for a lot earlier than the 80s and they'll be here, you know, decades from now. Sure. So it it's extends beyond the 80s, but some of the unique things that they did with the crack-ups and uh, some of the other uh, sets that they released in the 80s. The one that my friend had was the Cobra. What's it called? Cobra. It's like Cobra Stunt Set or something. It's you against the Cobra. The Hot Wheels Cobra Stunt Set. You put it together, snaky coils, slippery straights. You can take it on with your Hot Wheels Cobra race car. You want to go first? Sure. Okay, I'll show you how it's done, and I'll make it even tougher. Super! Hot Wheels Cobra Stunt Set comes with Cobra Race Car, an eight feet of track. Some cars not for use with some sets. New from Hot Wheels by Mattel. But it was like a, it, the, the track itself was the snake, and I think it did a loop, and it came out yes. the, the mouth of the snake, and the, the tongue kind of shot out and back, you know, as the car went through it. There's some really unique uh, sets that they put out but um what's your take on hot wheels and matchbox was it part of your childhood oh i i don't know any kid that didn't like playing with cars you know i mean but they weren't the biggest priority i i, I have a few like uh you sent me the monster cereal ones there you go there you I go have the count chocolate you sent me a uh a bat a silver like chromed out batmobile too um okay so, but, i mean you know i i there's just something about a Hot Wheels or a Matchbox that just screams your uh, childhood. Yeah. You know. And it's very transcendent. I mean, because it's yes. it, over the generations. My dad's a huge car buff, and I'm sure he had some when he was a kid. Oh, sure. So, you know, it, it's just one of those things that boys especially will gravitate towards when they're mm -hmm. younger, curious about cars. And there's just so many they put now in, in each new wave that they put out, you know, and then they do like mystery cars like they do with everything else now too. Right. Yeah. So I've seen those. It's it, they still are a huge commodity. <laughs> I so, would agree. Yeah. All absolutely. right. Let's, let's move along. We're finally halfway or more, a little <laughs> more than halfway. What's your number two pick? So this was kind of hard for me. Uh, I, I had to pick one. Only one can really be a number one. I'm ready. Um, yeah. I'm ready for your number two. Okay. Um, 
there are two toy lines that more than anything have just had the biggest influence on me. You know, as a kid, as a adult, even as a teen, I would go and collect both of these. And I'll, I'll you you guys probably already know what the number one is going to be. GI Joe is my number two, and. There we go. You knew exactly where I was going with that. Yeah. I, this I got from Chad, actually. And I've, yeah. I've had it on my desk for a while at work. And the battery it's still works. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's the original battery? I don't know if it's the one that uh, was in there when you gave it to me. So it's still oh, cranking okay. out the thing. That thing like is like uh, business. <laughs> that, that battery is 11 years old. That's amazing to me. <laughs> I got that in 07, yeah. So well, I I'll just quickly say G.I. Joe is my number two as well. So we can okay, talk about it enough. together. Oh perfect. It's under attack! It's under attack! The G.I. Joe headquarters is under attack! This is it, the G.I. Joe headquarters, and there's never been a command post like it. Man the battle tank! I've located Cobra! We've captured a Cobra officer! Put him in the stockade! Way to go, Joe! We chased off Cobra. We saved the G.I. Joe headquarters. G.I. Joe headquarters. All figures and equipment sold separately from Hasbro. I got to tell you, you know, G.I. Joe was huge in my house. The cartoon, the toys, not so much the comics, but the toys. Oh, my gosh. We had my brother and I both. My brother's eight years older than me. So anything that him and his hillbilly goofball friends didn't go out and shoot with BB guns, I inherited. And that just G.I. Joe was the perfect line. Like I said earlier, you could go outside and play in the snow. You could, you could play it through every season. Yeah. You could take them out in the dirt. You could get them messy. You could get them, you know, you'd lose their pieces if you dared open them to, you right. know, in the, in your mom's car or you took them outside or whatever. It, it, it just, there were all these characters. The play sets were amazing. I mean, Terradrome is my number one play set of all time. And I'm sure I'll waver back and forth on that when we get to my <laughs> number one. But just to be a kid and have these, you know, I appreciated the military aspect because my father was a Green Beret. And, you know, so obviously, like, characters like Flint and Falcon were my favorites. Uh-huh. But also being a fan of wrestling and comic books. I mean, I had Sergeant Slaughter. I had Pentor. You and I and Sean Robert actually did a um, discussion on my podcast about G.I. Yeah. Joe the movie. There were so many aspects about G.I. Joe that your imagination went crazy. Yeah. I mean, I can remember I wanted um, that. Do you remember the um, the mobile command center that you would like fold out? Yes. Yes. Okay. I didn't get it as a kid. I found one at a fleet at a uh, thrift store for like five bucks. But oh, and also, I guess the the thrift store guys didn't really know what was in there because there were GI <laughs> Joes in there too. Oh, no. so I got some nice. freebies. Nice. <laughs> that thrift store has since closed down, but they were all idiots because they never checked the stuff. But GI Joe had such a strong grip on me that if I wanted a vehicle and I didn't get it, I could take cardboard. I could take. You know, my dad was worked with wood a lot, so I could just build things. I remember I wanted the mobile command center I wanted, but I didn't get. And here's how ridiculous as a child I was. I took an old blanket and I made my own mobile command center on my mom's couch. Nice. 
And there's not a lot of toy lines you can just do that with. I mean, the size, like I said, the characters, they lent to your low life, low light. Sorry. Now, is that that's not the Slaughter Marauder one, right? Uh, no, this one would be the Slaughter Marauder one. Oh, look at that paint job. Oh, wait, is that the is that the new one or the original? These are the vintage ones. Okay, good, 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 good. good. I the, and I do love the the, uh, the Marauder one is a little well loved. We'll put it that way. Yes. Yeah. He couldn't hitchhike if he wanted to because he's missing his thumb. <laughs> but, it wouldn't uh, be a GI Joe figure without. I actually. <laughs> Uh, one of the very few figures that I have saved since I was a kid. I have a fun story, and then I really want to hear yours. Okay. Um, because honestly, I you we could do a show on just GI Joe. I, I lost my father when I was six, so honestly, anything that he and I spent a lot of time with, I gravitated towards. Even as I got older, you know, and my father got me the Destro vehicle. I think it was called the Despoiler. They came with like a gold Destro head. But now Destro's taken on the RPB with his despoiler. Destro's back, Destro's back, Destro's back, and he's on the attack. But nobody beats CI Joe, a real American hero. The spoiler comes with Destro at her GI Joe RPB. Other vehicles and figures sold separately. Now there's a story behind this here. Yeah, the Grenader. Yes, the iron grenade, I never know. Whatever you call it, yeah, 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 yeah. So this has always been my favorite Destro. When I think of Destro, this is what I think of. I lost this in probably the 90s or so, and I have it written down here. This is going to sound ridiculous, and this is not going to be surprising to anyone, but even when I was a teenager, I was collecting these. I was still playing with them. Anything that could get my imagination going and just kind of help me you know, focused through a lot that I was going through. Uh-huh. I lost Destro out in the backyard and it always bothered me because this was one of my favorites. And obviously, like I said, my dad gave it to me and I have it written down here in 2004. I'm sitting on the internet one morning. It's a Saturday morning. My mom went out to go do um, yard work. I'm sitting on the computer. I'm probably doing something stupid like a message board or whatever. She comes in and she's like, Chad, do you know what this is? And I'm like, I don't want to be bothered. So I look over and she is holding this in her hands and I immediately recognize it. And I'm like, I I start crying and I'm like, where did you find this? How did you find this? I I lost this like 10 years ago or so. (laughs) She was like, it was out near the bush. And my mom has always had like people doing her, like her shrubs and the yard. So the fact that this didn't get chopped up is amazing to me. Ever since then, I have had it in a little case here and he sits right on my shelf, wherever my shelves are. I have not let him out of my, it's like, um, is I guess like sis is it Citizen Kane where he like he he misses his sled and does he get it at the end? I never saw the movie, but like I guess Simpsons did a parody of it. I've never seen it. Well, as soon as I got it, I immediately I had like a little action figure case and I put it in there, never let it out of my sight. Like it this as far as like <laughs> toys that I still have and we'll, well we'll get to another one when we get to my number one, but G.I. <laughs> Joe just I, I mean I can't even begin to tell you how much G.I. Joe means to me I, I do have one more side story and then I apologize I'll no, let you go ahead. go ahead I used to have a crippling fear of uh, getting on planes 
and our friend JD, uh, you know JD. He um he he still does podcasts every once in a while of uh, uh-huh. geekery or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. He calls uh-huh. me in two thousand nine and he's like, "Hey, guess what?" And I'm like, "What? You're going to uh, Canada with me, and we're going to go to this GI Joe convention in I think it was London or somewhere." I'm like, "Okay, I'll I'll book my my uh, my train as soon as I can." He's like, no, 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 you're not getting on a train. And I'm like, I'm not driving up there. How the hell am I going to? And then it took me a second. I'm like, I am not getting on an effing plane. It was like from uh, the A-team. <laughs> I ain't going to so get on no airplane, animal. I don't get on no airplane. I don't fly. Um, <laughs> JD convinced me to overcome my fear of flying so I can come to a G.I. Joe convention. <laughs> Okay, and if if that doesn't just tell you how much I love GI Joe, I I I don't know what else can. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's a great story. Yeah, I mean GI Joe has just always been around for me. GI Joe is there. You know? Absolutely. I told a, a quick little story on our uh, memory jogger about game shows, and w- when I was uh, eight years old, had my tonsils out, and when I woke up in the uh, Recovery and, and got into my room. I remember watching Pressure Luck, and my dad gave me the Cobra Eel figure, which I I wish I still had. Uh, <laughs> most, of my, most of my Joes were uh, a, a casualty again of my mom, but um, <laughs> I had several figures. I had the uh, Havoc, which was the tank. It was kind of like a tank, but it had that huge windshield in the front. You could lay down two figures. You had cross country at the top, and then you could also put a Joe in the back, and it opened up, and then you had this like little hovercraft that came out. So good. Oh, I love that. I love that thing. So good. So I had that, and then the main thing that I had, I remember getting it. It would have been probably 83 for Christmas. I will uh, reach Uh-oh. over here. Oh, this is what we've been waiting for. The Sky Striker. He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. Combination! Get the G.I. Joe Sky Striker. Ace the airborne. Let's get those turkeys. We're going to get Cobra this time. Our combat jets are on the way. Hey, check my missiles. They're A-OK. Great. I'm going down for a closer look. Way to go, Joe. G.I. Joe Sky Striker comes with Ace and two parachutes. Other figures sold separately from Hasbro. This sound is one of my favorite sounds in the world. You know, the oh, moving oh. the wings out and back, dropping the landing gear. Mm. I still have the fins, but they are very weak and they won't stay on. <laughs> I would really love to just somehow polish this up and put some new decals on it at least. Cause again, this is, this is from my childhood and it got played uh-huh. with outside very much. So I still have the missiles too. They're not on the, this and my canopy broke, but uh, oh, okay. I still have somehow I still have ACE and oh, cool. I still have his helmet. How I don't do still have his thing, helmet. This thing is so easy to take off the top, and I don't know how it, I, I still have it. But I've got the two uh, seats inside, and I've got the missiles and then the, the broken canopy. I don't have it. It came with a parachute, actually. 
and you can oh, tie the Lord. parachute to the uh, the seat so he could eject out, you know, and he could fly down and float uh -huh. down from the sky. That was obviously I probably got tangled the first time I tried to do it and <laughs> got thrown away. You know what but, my friends and I used to do is uh, we used to take uh, like uh, those plastic bags you get at the grocery store and you wrap them around their shoulders and you just kind of yep. start throwing them off your, your back porch. Yep. Yep. We did the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, the thing I loved about a lot of the Joe vehicles was there's panels you could remove and pretend you're like fixing them. I mean, even uh -huh. on the Sky Striker, yes. you've got the, uh, these little side panels that come off. I don't think there was anything from the bottom, but on the Havoc, too, there was a whole housing you could take off uh, uh -huh. underneath where the engine kind of was. And you could yes. you know, pretend you're, you're working on it. But, uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm so grateful I still have this thing. And I don't That's get beautiful. it out. I don't get it out enough to just kind of look it over and marvel at it but that was that was the big one that i got i think in 83 for christmas oh, and i i did take it outside and play with it but i did try to keep it at bay too so i didn't get too ruined <laughs> but there has been some casualties along the way that you know the, the little panels where the uh the the back um wheels go up inside those have kind of broken off and i can't get those to get back on there but mm -hmm. I need to figure out how to remove some of the old stickers. And I know there's probably resources out there. Oh yeah. Like reproductions, you know. repro stickers to put on there. But, and then moving to now, as far as collecting Joe's, I, I did go back because low light was my favorite figure, my favorite yeah. character. Uh -huh. He didn't come out until I think the, his first episode was that mini series with Serpentor. Yes, because he didn't get introduced until about 84, 85, I think. Yeah, it was, I think it was 85. So I remember watching that miniseries on uh, after school, and I got the figure, and I, it's always been my favorite. So I've gone back and collected uh, a lot of the low lights. I have, I have pretty much a low light collection. Gone back and got some of the micro force that they did uh, oh, several wow. years ago. And then I've got pretty much every single Creo set that they put out in the last few years. There's a, there's a couple that I'm missing. I think I'm missing the uh, was it the Hydrodrome? Oh no, I have a Terradrome. You got the twenty dollar one, didn't you? I got the one. Yeah, right as they were <laughs> on clearance, oh. I snagged it. So I've got the Terradrome. I've got the Battle Platform, and pretty much every Joe vehicle. I think I'm missing oh. that Cobra. I think it was Cobra. The, uh, the boat, the hydro boat, or I can't remember. Oh, the, the hydrofoil. I think it's the hydrofoil. I'm missing that. I think I'm missing one of the ninja temples too, but oh. I've got, and it, it's weird because GI Joe is the one that I've probably gone back and collected more of the like new merchandise of over the yep. last like several years, the Creos. And I've gone back and got the uh, was it the 30th anniversaries? I've got the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got the low light and the uh, the specialist tracker figure in that line. Oh yes, um, that that tracker was that was a pain in the butt when it first got released. <laughs> to find. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then, like I said, I haven't gone back 
and I, it was well, it was just in the last few years I started collecting comics, and I, oh. I didn't have any comics as a kid. The most comics that I've collected have been the original Marvel Real American Hero comics, uh -huh. and I've I've collected uh, I've got a whole long box of just GI Joe comics. So yeah. I, that's the one I've kind of gravitated towards. And it's it's just because there were so many characters. There was a character for everybody. You could associate yourself with somebody in there, uh -huh. you know. And I think that's what's was so great about GI Joe was all of the storylines and the file cards that, uh, um, God, what's his name? Larry Hama. Larry, Larry Hama. Yes, uh -huh. that he created was so good. So, Absolutely. GI Joe will be always be up there for me, as especially the Real American Hero for the eighties. Oh yeah, and those toys. toys were indestructible too. Oh, and I also got I picked up the uh, Triple T tank uh, <gasps> from the Creo line. It was a convention exclusive, mm -hmm. and they put it in like this. Uh, it looks like a VHS box. It came with all the Marauders, and then the Triple T with uh, Sergeant Slaughter. I love that one because I never had the Triple T or Sergeant Slaughter as a kid. But I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about that little tank. Just, it's just so cool. It's just it's just meant for one person. Yeah, it's just well, it's, but it's it's kind of like the havoc too. The driver, you know, cross country, he's just sitting up there. There's nothing to protect him or anything. He's just driving mm -hmm. around on the top of this freaking vehicle, um, and this, the way it was slaughter, man. He just didn't care. And you know, in the season two intro, he jumps mm -hmm. off the thing and punches one of the uh, dreadnoughts right in the mouth. Oh, I mean, that's, so that's just totally Sergeant Slaughter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that vehicle and the way it's set up with him just, you know, I'm here and this is like my tank throne. Mm -hmm. I'm going to run you over with it. And if it gets stuck, I'm going to jump off and put my boot in your butt. You know, I'm going to F you up so bad. I tell you <laughs> right. what, if you were to ask me at gunpoint, Chad, who is your favorite G.I. Joe of all time? It's Slaughter. That Joe's in trouble. No, my coppers are in trouble. That Joe is Sergeant Slaughter. Don't mess with Sergeant Slaughter. He's as strong as they come. I'll see him take on a hundred cobras and set them on the run. Meet Sergeant Slaughter and his Triple T tank. Sergeant, Sergeant Slaughter is now a part of G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. A real American hero. Lift the adventure of G.I. Joe. And look out, Cobra. Sergeant Slaughter comes with Triple T tank. Cobra figures and equipment sold separately. <laughs> Because yeah. he was just like you said, he was so bad. Yeah. I mean, he was so cool, and he was a wrestler, so that was even better for someone like me. You know, I I just and and it, you have you met Slaughter? No, have not. Oh, he's the nicest person in the world. I got to show you this. This is Mark Belomo's GI Joe guide, right? Uh huh. I have it signed by Sergeant Slaughter on the inside. Nice. When I got him to sign this in 07, he had never seen it. I also have Larry Hama and Mark Belomo themselves. Nice. Very so nice. GI I, I, Joe is just, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get on to our number ones. I, I'm pretty sure I know what yours is. Um, if, if people have followed me for a minute, they pretty much know what my number one is. But uh, go ahead. I wish I had the sound bite, but I'm just going to hold him up in front of the camera. It's obviously He-Man and Masters of the Universe. He-Man, He-Man. Who 
Who's the big guy with the muscles? Here's He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Skeletor is his enemy. He-Man, He-Man. Here's He-Man, Skeletor, and Castle Grayskull. You have to put the castle together. You're doomed, He-Man. Oh, yeah? Watch this action, Dad. Now I have the power. He-Man and Skeletor each sold separately. Castle Grayskull also sold separately from the Masters of the Universe collection from Mattel. He-Man was the first toy line that I can remember my father and I bonding over. Like, G.I. Joe was a big one, but He-Man, by the time I was adopted, my brother kind of had a few He-Man figures, but I just got full into this. Like, this was a, a toy and a cartoon that I would watch every day. And, you know, it, it, the figures are just so incredible. They're insane. They're out of this world. Uh, Wildor. Wildor. <laughs> who I have had since 1987. Nice. Of all the figures I've gotten rid of in my day and in my life, Gwildor is one of the few that I've actually held on to. You know, but He-Man has always just been something different. He's always... The toy line, the cartoon has always stood out. Um, I don't know how to put my love for this into words, but I, I definitely think that a lot of it has to do with the connection to my father. But I just, I love everything about that He-Man universe. The fact that the characters look like they're straight out of a horror movie. The fact that, you know, they were so inventive with the cartoon and it was such a positive role model, you know, and even when they brought on She-Ra and I'm going to show something off, if I can get it off the shelf properly, I actually have a mint on card She-Ra, the original. Nice. From my buddy, Neil traded me that for a ghostbuster cereal box he was like hey you want this and i'm like yes i do you sent that right over if you go to retrocon this year you can get that signed by uh the actress melanie Britt. yeah that's yes. that's a plan yeah um that, that that's being discussed <laughs> um i'll tell you i i i loved he-man so much that when she-ra came out and she-ra had dolls let's just call them what they are they're dolls I had no shame in playing with She-Ra dolls. I'll call them She-Ra figures, but they're really She-Ra dolls. I had no shame. I loved She-Ra because she was He-Man's uh, sister. I loved the movie. The movie is <laughs> one of my all-time favorite movies of just in the history of movies. Secret of the Sword? No, no, no. Right. The live action. Oh, the live action one. Okay. Love it. Love everything. Well, yeah, I love everything about it. Um... As far as like the new adventures, I, I I like the cartoon more. The 2002 series, though, that's my favorite of the entire He-Man universe, just because of how comic book and dark and just down and dirty those figures look. I love everything about He-Man, and it just when you see them, they're larger than life. These muscular, just positive. You know, they just want to make their planet of Eternia a safe place for everybody. It's it's essentially like a, a biz, uh, not a bizarro, but it's like an alternate reality of Superman. These characters, I just, I, I, I don't know how to truly put into words how much <laughs> He-Man means to me. And in fact, I don't know if you can tell. I'm going to have to, this, this it's kind of hard to tell. I'm sheets. sitting on 
it's a it's my dad made this out of a he-man fabric for me when i was a kid i this is the one that he made for me uh-huh still holding on to it and in fact the it has the uh same he-man that i've had since i was a kid on it so nice nice but yeah i i there's not enough great things i can say about he-man <laughs> no. well you did a, a pretty good job there well thank I, you it's funny uh while i was collecting my number one choice i actually in a lot that i bought from ebay mm-hmm. got a battle ram i had never had the battle ram as a kid and oh. that was just a such a unique vehicle in itself. I still have it, mm-hmm. but you know how you could take it apart. And that's what you, you know, you always saw them flying around on was yep. the front half of that thing. But that was just the, the craziness of the vehicle concepts and just the, the, the character concepts they had in masters. Mm-hmm. Universe. You've seen my uh, Pinewood Derby collection, right? I have. Yeah. Did you see what I did last year or this year? I should say. Was it the, um, Oh, was it the Aqua Sub? I did the Attack Track. Attack Track, okay. Yes, okay. I did. Now I did the cartoon version of the Attack Track. Okay, the blue with the crazy, you know, wheels, <laughs> and I did red wheels on the on the Derby car, and then I kind of uh-huh. glued on these rubber pieces to make those crazy tracks, you know, that it would do. <sighs> it, it didn't work like it, you know, right. would have in the cartoon, but. I loved that attack track, you know, and it talked and it was, it was just ridiculous. It was. But it was in a good way. It's just stuff like that in, in the He-Man universe that is so great. I remember, I know you've got the uh, affinity for the, the live action movie. Mm-hmm. I do remember watching that in the movie theater. And I have a good story about that. Not, it's so weird how they kind of integrated that into the, like the filmation animated series, because if you look at the, I've got the comic book adaptation of the movie Mm -hmm. and He-Man is just normal He-Man self. It's not, it's not Lengren, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not his uh, He-Man, but they add in like the other characters like Gwildor and uh, the dude with the swords. What's his name? Uh, Blade. Blade. Yeah. They add Mm -hmm. in those characters to the story in, in the comic book, but they kept it kind of, more cartoonish than than anything but yeah. i i've never i i never really thought of it as a separate world when the movie came out you know and they uh-huh. added the new characters i i loved it i loved all and the new characters the, loved them. the fact that they had those like traveling shows and like malls and stuff oh, i never got to go to the power tour <laughs> i i never never did either but the fact that those existed in it that just tells you how big you know, He-Man was at the time, uh, and She-Ra. So, yeah, it was it was huge, very huge, and still is huge today. They made a freaking figure out of the uh, the Prince Adam. Uh, oh, the meme, the one that's laughing. <laughs> yes. The, Honestly, four you know, non-blondes. What's going on? I mean, oh my gosh, I can't believe they made that figure this year. I I when when that got announced, I was just like. All right, I'll save my thoughts because I don't want to ruin anyone's fun here. I'm just going to be nice. <laughs> I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but the fact that they made that figure is, a, like you said, a testament to He-Man's popularity, not just in collectors, but with pop culture in general. 
Yeah. I mean, you it's know, um, insane. I'll say this. You know, right now I'm doing the Motu month on my blog where mm -hmm. I do a lot of He-Man-centric stuff. It just got announced that Netflix is going to be uh, showing a... It just got announced about an hour ago that it's going. Netflix is going to be airing a documentary on He-Man. A documentary! A full-length documentary, from what I understand, detailing his uh, his history. So I certainly hope that they go... I, I, I'm a huge fan of the toys that made us. And yeah. that was, I think the He-Man episode is still the best episode, and I might be biased, but whatever. But I, I, I'm assuming we're going to get more in-depth into the eras of He-Man. At least I hope so. I, I'm excited for it. I got to tell you this, though. I do have a story about the, the Masters of the Universe movie. And then I'll, I'll, I'll stop blabbing about He-Man. Um, I was four years old. It was my birthday. My dad, again, it comes all back to my father. Uh -huh. This is like therapy for me. Um, he surprises me with a trip to go see the He-Man movie on my birthday. And I saw that movie and I, I swear I can remember it bright as day being in that theater. Uh -huh. I was so into it. There were like maybe like, you know, five or six, seven people in that theater. I can remember it. I was four, but I bright as day. That's nice. I can remember just coming out and looking at that poster and loving every second of it to the point. 30 years later, and this is not really something I that I like to discuss, but I, I'll, I'll just bring it up since He-Man, you know, since a lot of people know I did this. 30 years later, last year, I interviewed the director mm -hmm. of the movie. We had a great conversation. I got to hear so much about the creative process. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Of course, you know, I had to, you know, remove it because the director got into some trouble. But the fact that I got to sit there and just hear these stories about this movie that meant so much to me and so many others, I'm sure, it just blew my mind. I, I mean, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe someday I'll 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 post the interview, but I, I just can't tell you just how much seeing that movie at age four with my father, that is one of my most cherished memories in life. You know, cool. and it's all about He-Man. So, all right, cool. I'm done. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with your number yes. one. Well, I want to hear it very quickly because I do want to ask you this. Because since yeah. you chose that at number one, why have we not gotten another live-action Master of the Universe movie? I mean, it's been in development hell for like ever, and I keep seeing. I mean, there's like Twitter feeds out there, and uh, a new director seems to get assigned to it every year, and mm -hmm. oh, we're we're really moving forward with it this time and then nothing. It just seems like it would be the perfect choice to bring back in a, uh, in a new, maybe even slight darker way. Like the, the, right. the cartoon, the, uh, the newer cartoon. I don't know. Why do you think that is? Or why? Uh, I mean, do you, would you want to see another iteration of He-Man oh, at this of point? Course. Of course I would. I would, I would be first in line. I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I mean, there was a sequel planned. It was already scripted. The, it was actually revealed right. just a few months ago that the script was found. Nothing has been posted, and I don't think we're going to be able to see it for a long time. The director mm -hmm. I actually got in contact, his name is Albert Payoon. I got in contact with him, and he just said, I, I don't really want to post this just yet. So it could be a while. But from what I understand from the people who have read it, 
is um, it, it was even more of an embarrassment to <laughs> He-Man fans than that first movie was. I, I don't think they would have been too happy with this one. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is, it's just timing. You know, I mean, a lot of I mean, just a bad idea after bad idea from what I've understood. Just they, they can't get their timing right here. Well, I mean, as much as it's Mattel, right? That uh, yeah. does the. I mean, they they've done pretty much every figure you can think of in that classics line, mm-hmm. and and even Grayskull and some of the sets. As much as they've kept it going, you know, you would think that they would would try to at least get right. something made. But well, you I know, don't know. The, the problem with the two thousand one line was the the cartoon was great, the toys were fantastic. Kids didn't have interest. It, it, yeah. it was all adults. I mean, that's why you're not seeing, you know, the Super 7 He-Man figures in stores. Is Kids aren't really as interested in He-Man as we are. So, you know, right. I mean, you know, yeah, you have a lot of generations introducing their, you know, you have a lot of parents and, you know, even in some bizarre way, the grandparents introducing their kids to, or their, and their grandkids to uh, He-Man. But, I mean, other than collectors, I mean, it, it, He-Man doesn't really yeah. speak to that, you know, this these these past two generations. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is difficult, and that's why I think Eclectic always said that they should go like the, more like the Lord of the Rings route with the movie and and try to make it more of like a fantasy picture than yes you know trying to make some kind of just straight up action or whatever oh yeah but absolutely and i don't agree a lot with eclectic but that is i perfectly said 100 percent. all right well uh well done with your number one there and uh my number one of course is mask Mask, where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Convert switchblade to jet mode. Surprise, Matt Tracker. It's mayhem. Battle station. Protect your decoder, Bruce. I'm going up. Stacks, ready to fire. Mask, switchblade, thunderhawk, and rhino. Fire! Each sold separately with action figure. Cover me, Matt. 10-4. Sato's getting away. But you're not, mayhem. Mask, switchblade, thunderhawk, and rhino. Each sold separately. New from Kenner. I got into Mask pretty much as it came out in 85. Uh, for my birthday, it would have been my, well, I guess, ninth birthday that year, uh, I got the Hurricane vehicle, which is the 57 Chevy. And I still have that original one in my collection. But there's there's my Thunderhawk. Oh, I love, loved Mask. Still, obviously, do. We have the... Uh, the fan site to prove it. But uh, again, it's the smaller, there's smaller scale figures than they were, you know, GI Joe. So it didn't necessarily integrate very well with, with GI Joe. There's, uh-huh. you know, Matt tracker and there's low light. Uh, and you can see how much taller they are. But for some reason it was still, I mean, it just the, the changing of the vehicles, all the little, gadgets and everything i mean th- this freaking thing has seat belts in here to strap them in so <laughs> and each one of them had like a like a place to drop bombs and missiles and stuff and i have the missiles i just keep those uh 
separate. So when I do get these out and my boys play with them, we don't lose the accessories. But it was one that I had. Uh, I've got one little story around acquiring Boulder Hill. But I had uh, I had Hurricane. I had all of the motorcycles. I had Condor that you know turns into the helicopter. I had Piranha, the purple bike with the sidecar that was the submarine. I had the vampire bike that was the jet. I had a lot of the small stuff. I even had the freaking billboard that opens up and <laughs> shoots the missiles. Billboard blast. So I had a lot of the smaller sets for Mask growing up. And then it was probably around 87 or 88. So a couple years after the toys had been released. And we were in a Hills department store in State College, Pennsylvania. And there was like two or three Boulder Hills on the shelf with the clearance price. I can't remember exactly what they, what the price was, but it was like exactly like the story you were talking about before. Mm -hmm. I pretty much told mom I would be her slave if she bought me Boulder Hill, (laughs) mowing the grass, doing the dishes, whatever needed to be done. And she bought it for me. And I had that thing. My, I had a twin bed that had drawers underneath, but they weren't, they didn't go all the way back to mm-hmm. cover the whole bed. So there was like this area below my bed that I could store stuff. And I kept that Boulder Hill hidden under my bed for years, but uh, apparently not good enough because uh, again, it was one of the casualties of, uh, of my college years, but I, I finally acquired Boulder Hill and that thing was glorious. I just love Boulder Hill. It's mass where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Yeah! Mask Boulder Hill playset with action figures, so you put it together. Prepare for battle. This is no innocent gas station. Activate freeze rate. <laughs> Nobody stops the evil jackhammer. Vehicle sold separately with action figure. Oh, yeah? Oh, I'll sneak in another way. Hop, hop! Sector! Surrender, prisoner. Mask Boulder Hill playset. Vehicle sold separately. New from Kenner. The trapdoor with the jail, the gun on top of the mountain, the garage that spins around, you know, uh, it's just, it's a great place that the, the freaking gas pumps that pop up that are guns oh and you can gosh. move around. Uh, great set. And then when Wyatt and I got really into essentially rediscovering the show and then we, we, we wrote our own little movie script. From there, it was just I, I've got to I got to go back and recollect. And at uh-huh. one point, probably about five years ago, I pretty much became a masked toy dealer on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I I went through and I was buying uh, lots and trying to put complete you know sets together. Right, and then the doubles that I had that were had at least the figure and the vehicle I would sell back on eBay. And I pretty much funded my whole collection by doing that, buying in lots. <laughs> I swear to God, it was probably like seven or $800 that was spent. And I sold back to fund, you know, buying the, the whole collection mm-hmm. I have, and you can go out on YouTube. If you go to our agents of mask channel and, and view my collection, because it's, I, I don't have anywhere to display it because it's so huge. I have every vehicle in the first three waves, and I have all but two in the last wave, two or three vehicles. And then, again, like I said, we've been waiting years for Hasbro to 
give us some other stuff because all we've gotten is that specialist tracker figure and the GI Joe, whatever it was, 30th anniversary line, 25th, 25th. And, uh, that's been about it over the last couple of years. We've gotten, uh, you know, some comic books, uh, last year. Those were okay, but we want some toys. We want some, you know, exclusives or anything at this uh-huh. point. Give me a Matt tracker, Funko Pop, you know, give me something, you know, use the license to at least give us Matt Tracker and Miles Mayhem. But I've tried to go back and collect pretty much everything I could that was vintage. I've got the board game. I've got (laughs) all the comic, the U.S. comics. I've got several from the U.K. I haven't gone back and gotten like the year they had like a European line and they had some like knockoffs in Argentina. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not that hardcore of a collector, <laughs> but I do have pretty much all of the vehicles that matter, at least to me and the, the figures and the, you know, all the accessories. So yeah, go check out that video if you want to see my entire collection, but that's been the property that's, you know, been my favorite one of my, it was one of my favorites as a kid, and now as an adult collector, mm-hmm. definitely my favorite. So, mask it is is my number one, uh, and you can see uh, that was Man one tracker, of the there is. fun moments in my life too. When in 2015, Wyatt and I were invited to RetroCon, uh-huh. and we got to sit in, be on a panel with our buddy uh, Bill Ferris from matttracker.com and uh, with Doug Stone, who voiced Matt Tracker and I think six or seven of the other characters on the show as kind of like mask experts, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And we talked about basically like the 30th anniversary of uh, the show and and what it was to us. And Doug got to do all of his voices and it was just a great time. And uh, we were so grateful to be there and get the invitation to to do something like that and actually meet the, you know, meet the voice actor. And we've, we've interviewed several of the other actors too on our podcast. So, and I think we're up to episode 52 that we've reviewed out of 75. <laughs> oh, wow. <not> bad. <laughs> so we've gone back and reviewed the series too. So it's just, it means so much to us and you know, it's kind of my, uh, my number one for as long as I live <laughs> as far as eighties properties and, and toys go. Right. Um, just such a great line. Did you happen to get any mask toys as a kid or was that little kind of past your, your time? I, I know you were kind of younger in the mid eighties yeah. when it came out. Um, honestly, the truth is I, I I'm just going to, I'm going to say this. I, I don't have anything bad to say about it. But as a kid, I, I loved the vehicles. I loved the concept. I just I hated how tiny the figures were because yeah. I, I knew with my luck I would lose them. Um, <laughs> but I will say this. Here's my question for you. Yeah. Is Were you – so back in about 90, uh, 96 or so, they uh, someone did a cartoon called Vortech. And it was kind of somewhat similar, but it was a little bit more updated and modern. It didn't really last long. Did you get into that? No, uh, that was kind of my college years. But they used mm. a lot of this. They used some of the same molds that they used in Mask for that mm-hmm. that toy line. And I'm trying to remember the whole story. I did. I have done a write up about it on our website. 
Um, uh -huh. There's another one too. I think it was called Atom, A-T-O-M, that was kind of mask-like in that it had uh -huh. the transforming vehicles and and figures. And I, th I think it was about that size, same size. So uh -huh. they've tried to reinvent it a couple times. Hasbro has and. Uh -huh. Or, well, I, I don't know if that would have still been Kenner at that time. What is but, that? Um, could, I think it was the one of the last Kenner lines, now that I'm thinking about it. I can't remember exactly when Hasbro took over. But it's been, I think it was 15, uh, it's been 15, 20 years at least that they've had the license and done nothing. And yep. finally now, you know, we've, we're getting this, at least it was announced that we're getting a live action film series with uh, F. Gary Gray as the director. So I'm like, which is great. It's perfect. It's perfect. You get, if you want to do Fast and the Furious with crazy masked vehicles that can fly, I mean, gosh, uh -huh. who, who else would you get to do something exactly. like that? Exactly. So I'm, I'm hoping it pulls through and I'm, I'm really excited about the, the prospects of getting some, even if it's brand new type vehicles. And not mm -hmm. any of the uh, you know, the classic designs back in stores, but I will be the first one at the movie theater. I will see it on opening night, and I will probably be levitating off my chair by like six <laughs> inches throughout the whole movie <laughs> if it happens. I, it I'm happens, still yeah. like, oh, it's been so long. We've been talking about Hasbro, and they're they need to wake up, you yeah. know. I, I hope it comes through. I really do because I think it's going to be great on the too. on the super screen. So that would be incredible. Yeah. All right. Well, let's very quickly kind of run through some honorable mentions, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. So, what do you have? What was one you had that was kind of an honorable mention? You know, what I have as an honorable mention wasn't really a line. It was just a single figure. Uh -huh. It was done by Matchbox in '89. And it was based off everyone's favorite child <laughs> predator, I'll just say, because I, I don't know what people truly consider him. But it was the Talking Freddy from 1989 by Matchbox. And uh, for a long time, that was my holy grail of uh, in my Freddy Krueger collection. And you got um, it in it the was, box, man. Nice. I got it in the box. The guy that sold it to me wanted it gone so quickly. He was just like... Just give me twenty dollars. It's yours, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Jeez, that's not even an argument. I took this home, and I opened him up because he, you know, this is this was. I got him back in about 2012 or so. It's funny because at the toy show I was at, our um, I don't even remember, but um, one of our, one of my friends there, he 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 knew how much I wanted this, and um, he just said, here, here's twenty. You can pay me back later, and I'm like, yes. And I was just floating on air. The, the best <laughs> part about this is he talks, but he it, it's so ridiculous. I'll try and... I'm taking him out. This is, again, blasphemy towards... Here, I'll try to... I'll, I'll make it quick. It's a pull? Okay, yeah. I don't know if you could hear that. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> oh, wow. Goofy-ass laugh. <laughs> but yeah i this is the, the fact that this was made and the fact that so many parents complained and had it removed from shelves is just it, it's such a wonderful piece yeah so. very nice thank you uh 
the one that I kind of bumped for GoBots was Thundercat. Mm -hmm. Because I did have uh, several Thundercats as a kid, and that that was great. The Lion O was the one where you had the uh, it was like the action, and then his eyes lit up with the little. Oh yes, you had the light up one, huh? It had a silver end on it. You stuck it in the back of the figure, if I do remember right, and his eyes yes. lit up red. And you, know, you could put the sword up there and do that, you know, little uh, glowing red eyes like he would in there. But I had Lino, I had Panthro, and I had, I think, all the mutants, the Monkey and Jackalman and uh, Sly. Uh -huh. And for one, I think it was Christmas or birthday one year, I got the Thundercats layer. I had the, it's, mm. and it's the, uh, it was electronic. So you could, you it came with uh, a mutant vehicle and you can uh -huh. put your mutant on there and it used like light beams to, you could shoot up at the castle and if you hit it right below the cat's head, yes. it would open the doors. And then if you, you uh -huh. use the cat's head uh, to shoot back at the vehicle and I think there was something on there that kind of blew it up, you know, like fly off the vehicle for you to win. Um, <laughs> but it was great. It had a trap door. The claws could open on the castle and you could uh, get figures in and out from there. Again, that was one of those things that I got lost in the, uh, in the college years <laughs> that I would still love to have. The Great Depression. Uh, cat Slayer. Uh, but I just, I haven't gone back to collect them though. Mm. I never had the Thunder Tank. Our uh, mutual fan he had the Thunder Tank, which I always thought it needed mm. to be bigger because you only got one figure in the front and one in the yeah. back. It needed to be like uh, about double the size it was to get more figures in there. But I went when they rebooted the series mm. uh, in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. I went and I bought a Thunder Tank on clearance just to say I had it. And what's weird is Snarf came with the Thunder Tank. <laughs> of my all things favorite, to put in there. Uh, my favorite character. That, that toy line was pretty cool. I did get a couple figures too. And it had those uh -huh. little pedestals that you could put their backs up against. And I think it was magnetic or something. Yeah, LGM and they, yeah. they would lift the sword yeah. and, uh, and do different things. So that was pretty cool, but I haven't I haven't gone back to collect any of the uh, the vintage stuff. So that's why I I decided uh, I'll just put that as my first one out for my honorable mentions. Mm -hmm. Anything else on your honorable mm -hmm. mentions? Mm -hmm. I would say the Batman Toy Biz line from '89 because that was such a huge deal, and I think every kid on the planet at that time had a uh, Batman with the uh, extendable Batarang utility belt. Uh -huh. Um. I actually have Bob the Goon with me right now. I've got one in the package <laughs> on the card. Oh, you have one. That's the only oh. one I have from that whole uh, collection. That's, let's be fair. That's the only one you need. <laughs> <laughs> the, we, the Kenner figures were perfect, but honestly, no other line in history has ever given us Bob the Goon. So that's the only <laughs> one you need. I have the Batcave. I'm looking at the Batcave in the box in my closet. It's beautiful. Oh, it's so 1989, but it's just so big. That's the problem. It's big and bulky. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that, that would be my other honorable mention, you know? Okay. 
I do have I'm one gonna... more. It would be the WWF LJ online, but there's not enough time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I had some of those in the uh, the thumb wrestlers too. Mm-hmm. I did pick up a uh, Big John Stud thumb wrestler the last time I was at RetroCon, <laughs> just for the heck of it. Yeah, uh, sure. Those were great. Those were great sure. as well. Uh, a couple more for me. And your older brother, you know, flings a uh, Iron Sheik or a King Kong Bundy at you. <laughs> uh, a couple other honorable mentions for me: the A Team. Uh-huh. Uh, this, this still have my uh, my Murdoch from my childhood. He, he's my lost favorite. an arm. Oh no! My favorite A Team character, by the way. But uh, last year when we went, and of course uh, Dwight Schultz and Dirk Benedict were there, and we got to uh we we did the uh, cosplay and we got to meet them yes. take some pictures and i got murdoch to sign my funko pop um i went for it because they had the four six inch figures from back in the day and all of their accessories and i just mm-hmm. bought it i was like I'm, i don't care i'm here it's the 18 this year and so i went back and bought i had murdoch and i had mm-hmm. ba as a kid and I had one of those die cast vans, but they were smaller than the actual figure. So you could, it was enough where you could slide the door and shove them in there, uh-huh. but it was smaller uh, in scale. So it wasn't a true yeah. like 18 van. And I don't think they, I don't think they ever released like a, an 18 van for those size figures, but I could be wrong. They do have the, I still want to get the GI Joe sized figures that they released. Yes. But I, that was that's definitely an honorable mention for me because I did have those. Uh, yeah, I think you said it earlier, but I do. Uh, I'll do mention Mad Balls because I I oh, love uh-huh. Mad Balls. You do. I had uh, a few as a kid, and being the sports person that I was, my favorite is screaming Mimi the baseball. <laughs> uh, but I've gone back, you know. I play the game, the mobile app, so I get a bunch of the, the mini ones so too. Addictive. But I've got uh, stickers and all kinds of stuff. I love the Mad Balls. I've collected the comic books. They did a, I think oh, four, yes. four issues. Wish they would have done more. That comic but, was uh, so good. Oh, I love the artwork on it. But I love oh, the so Mad Balls. Good. I'll throw out there the muscle figures. I love the mm-hmm. muscle figures. The little, uh, well, they. Most of them were pink, and then they'd end up going to like red and blue and different colors. Sure. Uh, my f- my friend had the ring, the wrestling ring, or the whatever they called it for the muscle figures, and you could stick uh-huh. two on each side, and it was kind of like Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Right. You had like a little uh, joystick, for lack of a better word, on one end that you could fight with them. You know, uh, I don't know what it mm-hmm. was about them. They're just fun and, and different. Uh, it wasn't pure like wrestlers because they had like crazy characters in there too. And then quickly yeah, two more. Pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, quickly two more. I'll mention the Rambo figures. I had, uh, yes. I was big into Rambo. I, I don't remember watching the cartoon a lot, oddly enough, but I do. it, yeah. it could have been <laughs> just the, the kind of GI Joe soldier theme that I went for. Because uh, I had Rambo, I had uh, was it uh, who was the main bad guy? Savage was the name of the organization. Um, 
it might have been Colonel Savage. I can't remember. Uh-huh. It was like I had him something. And then I had the helicopter that he drove, and it had the the trigger in the back that could rotate the propellers, and it had missiles on the side. It was the most ridiculous helicopter ever created. Mm-hmm. The thing should have not have been able to fly, but it was it was Rambo. <laughs> so there was missiles and guns everywhere, and I had the uh, I had some of the other like just gun toys that was released from that line. I had the M60, which you could remove mm-hmm. the, the front half of the gun. It was like a dart gun, like those old, those uh, clear orange darts uh, with the suction mm-hmm. cups on the mm-hmm. end. You could remove that and it was like an <laughs> N16, but you had the trigger to do the dart and then you also had a trigger that gave you the rat tat 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 you know, sound. Oh, it was so great. I love I played so much with that thing outside. And then one other one that was kind of short. I don't think they uh, they did too many waves of these, but there are several different kinds. And I, I can't remember exactly which company released them. They were called Guts, and they had yes. uh, like a they had a set of like ninjas, and they had a set of like green berets, uh-huh. and then they had like uh, underwater, and they had uh, an astronaut team. But there, it was essentially like the old green army men but they were painted and you know a lot more I, it was more than just the plastic that you get with the you know the green army men the old from the olden days mm-hmm. uh, i had a, a couple sets of those and i loved playing with those even with the gi joes they were smaller uh, right. but they still had some like ones that would lay down like a sniper and uh you know several right. different poses so those are really fun to play with but yeah, so that's that's basically my honorable mentions. I it's weird that we didn't mention <laughs> Star Wars once. You know, Star Wars was huge. Yeah, no, that's back true. In, and for some reason, I just I never collected oh, it. Oh yeah. Uh, I Star Wars was one of the first movies I watched as a like a rental at the video store, and that would have uh-huh. been probably mid eighties when I watched that for the first time. So, you know, a lot of those waves were released a lot earlier than that. And I didn't connect with star Wars right. until a little bit, you know, like in the mid eighties. So I, I just never collected any of the figures. Right. My brother and I had all the figures and we even had the death star, but honestly, as a toy line, I, I mean, I, I, I've always been a big star Wars fan. I've always been a star Wars collector the action figures, though, if I was to really, it wouldn't have made my top five just because of everything else, you know. Yeah, well, and they were simpler. But that's you know, just when, me. That's just right when uh, GI Joe came along, there was a lot more posability and, and joints and everything to the figures, yes. and and those were more just the traditional. You could move the arms and legs, basically. I think what five points of articulation uh-huh. if you count the head. So they were, they, I mean, it was simpler, but they were still, yeah. gosh, they sold a lot of those. And mm-hmm. that, that is, that, that was a great segment too in the, in the documentary, the toys that made us on the, the Star Wars uh, line. So Uh-oh. anyway, um, yeah, I, we didn't mention, uh, didn't mention micro machines. That was towards the late eighties. I, I didn't, I never got into the smaller ones, but Hot Wheels was always, you know, that size I needed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other one I didn't, I, I just never had in my collection was the turtles. 
And those were huge in the later part of the eighties, you know, I, I mean, I've always been a huge turtles fan. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for that new toy line and the cartoon, but honestly, I, it, it priorities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well, I think let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this, uh, toy line marathon. And, uh, it was fun, man. I loved hearing the stories <laughs> and you know, the, that's what's great about these lists that we do. I, and we make them personal and you get to hear some memories about, you know, why they are so meaningful to you. So appreciate you coming along, appreciate the stories and, and wanting to do this podcast. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you very, very much. Well, go out and uh, find Chad horror movie barbecue. That's bbq.com and over there on mm-hmm. Twitter and, uh, like I've said in the past, he's very active over there and posts some great stuff. And <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to more on the uh, Masters of the Universe this month on the blog. So make sure you connect with Chad, and uh, we will see you next time on the Rankum. <laughs>